Von Miller washed up. Well, apparently not as he's won the AFC Defensive Player of the Month, not to mention our biggest questions for the Broncos heading into their matchup against the Baltimore Ravens and why Tim Patrick is proving that the Denver Broncos need to extend him immediately. We break all that action down on today's brand new episode. Locked on you are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of the show, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us, we cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown NFL Network and Nine News. Make sure you get Lockdown Broncos free and available everywhere you get your podcast and here on YouTube. So hit that subscribe button if you have not done so already. And just want to give a massive shout out to Broncos country thank you so much for making lockdown broncos your first listen of the day every day but sarah my friend great to see you we have a lot to talk about here today some accolades for one of the broncos more veteran players not to mention some of the biggest questions i think we have for the broncos heading into sunday's matchup against the ravens but my friend let's uh let's break down all the action here today great to see you cody it's crazy it's already week four of the nfl season i'm excited for this ravens game and it'll be fun to see what happens you know and hopefully hopefully we get some big performances from from the guys that we're going to talk about here on the show today and one of the guys that's certainly a favorite in broncos country and has been for a really long time picking up some hardware it's wild that you say that we're already here at week four because it feels like when the season's over it takes forever for the nfl season to get here but once it's here it goes by so quickly and i tell you what man and there's no other person I'd rather break down all the action with. But, Sarah, let's get into the news. Obviously, Von Miller taking home AFC Defensive Player of the Month honors for the NFL. Four and a half sacks through three games, six tackles for a loss behind the line of scrimmage, which leads the NFL right now amongst all defensive players. I, I've Look, I, I feel like coming into this season, we heard so many people on Twitter say, Von Miller is washed up and so far, we have not seen that. We have seen vintage Von Miller so far through three weeks of action. And what a big challenge for him this weekend against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. But, man, Von Miller washed? Come on, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I've tried on Twitter to kind of preach at people about this. But Von Miller, to me, is one of those people who's kind of those like transcendental athletes. I don't know if that necessarily makes <laughs> sense the way that I say that. But, like, the, way, the, the thing that I mean, Cody, by that, and you get it, but, I mean, the thing that I mean by that is like there's there's different athletes out there who just it seems like father time doesn't affect them like like he does everybody else right so of course Tom Brady is the most extreme example of that you got guys in the NBA like LeBron James and then of course in the NFL there's different players like that I think everybody would agree a player like Calvin Johnson probably could have played for another nine years he only played nine years had a Hall of Fame career but just one of those rare types of athletes and that's what I view Von Miller as he's a rare type of athlete that he's proven that he can come back from some bad injuries he's proven that his athleticism does doesn't change. His body composition keeps getting better and better. He's strong. He's powerful. He wins in too many different ways to really kind of fall off that, you know, the, the proverbial fall off a cliff type of thing or being washed up. Everybody just assumes that after 30, you become washed up in the NFL. But Von Miller is certainly proving that is clearly not the case, especially coming off of injury, which is awesome to see. You know, what's funny is that a lot of people that say that Von Miller, you know, once he hits his 30s, oh, he's washed. You know who's saying that? 
people who are in their thirties and are probably washed themselves like as athletes. It's always funny to be able to see that, but you know, look, we talk about guys like Kareem Jackson who's in his thirties that doesn't play like it. That's where Von Miller is at right now. Going back and watching that Jets game and you saw it as well in the all 22, he literally faced two tight end sets and a tackle. And then there were times they really tried to bring Michael Carter to chip him, not to mention with the tackle. And he just bowled them over. Vaughn was unstoppable against the New York jets. And when they tried to run it his way, he stopped it. There was a, a toss play to the defensive left side to Vaughn Miller's side. He shot inside the tight end so quickly out of a two tight end set. And it forced the running back to have to jump cut back inside where Justin Simmons and company, they came in and made the play. Vaughn is not just playing well as an individual, but his play alone is ample the opportunities for the Broncos defense in general. That right there says everything. And how many times have we seen him held and not called so far this year? It's like a, a recurring story that we continuously see here with Broncos pass rushers. I don't know if it's a respect thing, but man, I tell you what, Vaughn looks so damn unreal on tape. And if anybody doesn't believe that, all you have to do is pull up the tape, watch for yourself. Just watch 58 every time on the All-22, and you're going to be like, you know what? This guy is back, and he's back in a big way. AFC Defensive Player of the Month honors, man. It couldn't go to a more deserving player than Von Miller. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, both Sarah and myself, we're going to present to you the biggest questions that we have for the Broncos ahead of Sunday's matchup against the Baltimore Ravens coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. It's our good friends over there at Get Upside, and you'll never have to pay full price at the gas pump ever again with the Get Upside app, which is a free app available in the Google Play or your favorite app stores. And what you can do is you can use promo code TOUCHDOWN today to get an additional $0.25 cents cash back per gallon when you fill up that's 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up today when you use promo code touchdown when you sign up with the get upside app you'll never have to pay full price at the gas pump again ladies and gentlemen and listeners of lockdown broncos are taking advantage of that every single day i know i have since i've started using the get upside app because i travel a lot for my work on the day-to-day going to different events and sometimes if you drive a lot or if you drive more than me you can make up to 200 to 300 dollars more in cash back per month using the get upside app especially with gas prices being so high it helps offset that balance that you feel right there so download the get upside app for free today in your favorite app store once again use promo code touchdown when you sign up and you can get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank fill up today and it's easy to cash out you can cash out with your bank account paypal or Amazon or other gift cards, it is easy. And the GetUpside app makes your life traveling a lot easier. All right, Sarah, the biggest questions that we have for the Denver Broncos heading into Sunday's matchup against the Baltimore Ravens, there's a lot, I feel like. And look, the narrative all week long has been, well, this is the Broncos' first real legitimate test. I wouldn't say it's the first real legitimate test. I would say it's probably an opponent that poses a greater challenge to them. I I hate the fact that people are minimizing the 3-0 start. I mean, we've talked about it here ad nauseum on this podcast, but in your opinion, what is the biggest question that you have for the Broncos specifically against the Ravens this Sunday in Powerfield at Mile High, 2.25 p.m., Mountain Time kickoff? It's on, baby. I'm I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, And and it's going to be fun to see, you know, how do they respond to a a tougher opponent? I think that's – a valid point that you just made, Cody, and it does. It is getting tiring trying to defend the Broncos as an undefeated team. Personally, I mean, I could care less who they played. They're undefeated. Let's go. So at the end of the season, like I've mentioned before, it's not going to matter who they played. If they make it to the playoffs with a better record than somebody else because of these three games, then 
who cares? Who cares who it was they played? But the Baltimore Ravens, you know, I think there's some animosity still in my heart towards this team, Cody. I want the Baltimore Ravens to feel as much pain as possible from the mile high miracle that occurred in the 2012-2013 season in the postseason. And that's as much as I'll say about it, because I know it brings up those those battle wounds, those scars from everybody from their past. But to me, the major question in this game is the quarterback on our team, on the Denver Broncos. Can Teddy Bridgewater withstand the blitzing tendencies of this Baltimore Ravens defense. You mentioned it as we talked with with Tim Jenkins on a previous episode. The Baltimore Ravens love to run cover zero. They blitz as much or more than any other team in the NFL. And do you think that they're not going to try to make the Denver Broncos one-dimensional by blitzing in this game? I know they're going to. They're going to try to take away the running game by filling all those lanes. And so Teddy Bridgewater is going to have a lot of added pressure on him to make the throws, to make the plays, to beat man coverage. We've seen him do that this season. I think he stands a pretty good chance of doing it in this game. The Baltimore Ravens are they're beat up a little bit in the secondary. And so if Teddy Bridgewater continues to do what he's been doing, which is complete passes at a very high rate, find the open receiver, spread the ball around, make good decisions. If he continues to do that, we've seen and know that he can throw for a lot of yards on a lot of pass attempts in a game, and he can lead this offense. It's not necessarily going to be him throwing the ball off of scramble drill every single play and, and racking up maybe 450 to 500 passing yards, but he could definitely rack up over 300 passing yards. We've seen Baltimore get exposed a little bit against the pass in the early goings of the season. Of course, they played some good quarterbacks to that matters but for me the big question can teddy bridgewater handle the cover zero can he handle the blitz and can he take advantage of the opportunities that he's given and it'll be important for him to understand when to let go of the football right and you know the thing about pressure i don't think a lot of people really factor in They're like oh yeah pressure gets home but pressure means everything in nfl and, and sarah if we go back to the 2015 season the no fly zone for the broncos when you factor in the pass rush and also a very good secondary what did it lead to it led to interceptions it led to pick sixes it led to fumble recovery strip sacks by the broncos defense and the Baltimore Ravens defense is so aggressive in nature that's what they want to do they want to force defensive touchdowns and look they're going to have opportunities to do so so I think it's going to be very important for Teddy this week to understand where the blitz is coming from because primarily you want to throw against the blitz if I'm quarterback and I'm here under under center and shotgun I'm looking if I know that there's a nickel blitz coming from my right side I want to understand okay where are my hot routes here who am I throwing to because if that guy coming is if that guy's coming from the nickel whether it be Marlon Hunt who they love to send a lot. If Marlon Humphrey's coming off that edge, what route am I going to hit? Who's replacing him in coverage? Is it going to be the safety that's above him or is it going to be the inside backer that's on the inside of that receiver? To me, that's going to be the key, and you have to understand that, and you have to get those checks down at the line of scrimmage, which kind of worries me a little bit because we know that the Broncos, they're going to get the ball. They're going to wait till that play clock hits about two or one seconds. They're going to snap it. So can you afford that, right? And if you make some of these mistakes and you still have that same mentality on offense, it's going to limit your opportunities to get back on the field and maybe turn things around. So I agree with you. That's going to be a big question for the Broncos against the Baltimore Ravens this Sunday. But I'm going to throw my biggest question is, and it's going to be the cliche one. How are the Broncos going to game plan for Lamar Jackson? Well, you know, some interesting news of notes as of this, you know, last couple of days. He's missed practice two days in a row, dealing with some back soreness. And Vic Fangio had even said in Thursday's press conference that I, I'll be I'll be shocked if he doesn't play. He expects him to play. The Broncos are expecting it. And I think anybody that's getting their hopes up that Lamar will not play, you're going to be sorely disappointed. He's going to play in this game. So for me, it's how do you stop a guy like Lamar Jackson? And everyone's going to say, well, you can only hope to contain him. 
I mean, you can stop him. You really can. You can force him to pass. And it really goes to disciplined edge football, right? So for the Broncos, for Von Miller, for Malik Reed, Andre Mintz, Jonathan Cooper, when specifically when those young guys get in on some rotations against the Ravens, really what they do is going to be super important because that offensive tackle might give them a step to where they can get inside. But you know what? Lamar's just going to take it on the outside. And it goes back to what you and I had talked about. Do the Broncos have a guy on defense at linebacker that can spy Lamar Jackson? I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think you want to put your linebacker in that situation because that's where they start to hit you with some RPOs. That's where they start to sprinkle in some of these other concepts. I think that the Broncos have the personnel to match up in terms of their wide receivers, in terms of going man-to-man. You can be blitz aggressive in this game, Sarah, and I think that we're going to see that from the Denver Broncos on Sunday. So for me, it's how do you limit those big plays outside the pocket for Lamar Jackson? But not only that, with your stump packages where you're trying to crawl upfield and bring a guy back underneath, you can't afford to be late because then Lamar Jackson is going to take it on the inside and he's going to scramble up the A-gap, which we've seen teams take advantage of against the Broncos defense the last couple of years. I don't think they can make those mistakes this year. So for me, the biggest question is going to be around how you game plan against Lamar Jackson. And we're going to find out on Sunday. I, I do think that the Broncos have a secret weapon, the secret ingredient. And obviously we'll break that down in our keys to the game, keys to victory in tomorrow's episode, Locked on Broncos. But with that said, Sarah, the other question that I have, and I want your thoughts on this, the offensive line. We we heard from Vic Fangio. We heard from Pat Shermer. Quinn Miners did pretty well when he stepped in for uh, Dalton Reisner last week. In my opinion, look, going back and watching the film, sometimes you see a couple plays and it's like, wait, did he really? But then again, that's where it goes to like, we don't understand. We don't know exactly what the play call is. We don't know what the blocking scheme or how it changes is based on alignment by a defensive guy. So if he did good, look, Vic Fangio, Pat Schirmer, they have faith in it. It's to hype them up. I mean, that's that. But Graham Glasgow, Dalton Reisner, those guys did not practice on Thursday for the Denver Broncos again. And they might be able to not practice on Friday and still play. But at this point, it's trending as if they're not going to play. So the biggest question is going to be on the interior of the offensive line. What would you like to see from Quinn Miners if he gets a start for Dalton Reisner at left guard? Well, I think just continued physical play. You know, Vic Fangio has talked about, and I think it was just on yesterday's press conference that he had, he talks about reps for young players. And he wasn't talking necessarily about Miners or Muti in particular, just in general, any young player. All the reps that you can get, he called them like deposits. So, and, and I think that was such a great way to put it. And it could turn out to be a huge blessing in disguise for a guy like Quinn Miners to get into the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars because now you've got your feet wet in the NFL and now you have a week to potentially prepare for a guy like Calais Campbell and, and Justin Matabuiki and the tough guys that they have up front for the Baltimore Ravens defensive line. Unfortunately, we won't see former uh, Bronco Derek Wolf in this game, but at the same time, you know, Quinn Miners, what I want to see from him is physicality. I want to see him play smart. I don't want to see him get outsmarted by veteran defensive linemen who know, hey, if I go out, if I go out this shoulder, I can easily get him back to the inside or I can outsmart him by doing this or that, the other. Obviously, Quinn Miners was out of football last year, not not anything in his control, but he, he spent plenty of time working out. We saw those videos, right, of him out in the wilderness and things like that. So we know this guy is strong. This guy's athletic, one of the most athletic interior line prospects to come along in the last 30 plus years. So 
what I want to see from him in this game is, is a response to last week. He may have got outsmarted a couple times. This week, you can't have that. You can't have interior pressure ruining Teddy Bridgewater's game, especially as much as the, the Baltimore Ravens blitz anyway. You can't be getting beat by your guy. So I want to see him stay disciplined. I want to see him keep his, keep his feet. I want to see him use those strong hands and that strong punch and get out there in the running game and make some big impact blocks as a pull, pulling guard. I think that's going to be very critical too. And I think that the drive-to-drive adjustments, you know, obviously when they come out as a unit, and they sit on the they get all the screenshots from upstairs. I think those are going to be very critical. I think Mike Munchak, Chris Cooper, they're going to be very hands-on to you know on Sunday's game against the Baltimore Ravens. So I think that's absolutely important, Sarah. And I think that's great insight that you provided there. But Broncos Country coming up here in just a moment, both Sarah and myself, we're going to talk about why Tim Patrick needs to be extended by the Denver Broncos in season. Coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. It's a good friends over there at Built Bar, the official protein bar of the Lockdown Broncos podcast. It is our go-to. We love it. Sarah ran out. He ate all of his built bars. I only have two built bars left in my fridge, so I need to submit another order for peanut butter brownie. They have nine amazing, delicious flavors, including the occasional limited time flavor. They always have these specials on a week to week basis that you can check out at built.com. So if you want to get you and your family a box of one flavor of 18 bars, you can. If you want to try all the flavors to figure out which ones are your favorite, they offer a mixed box of 18 bars as well at built.com. Not to mention the healthiest protein bar on the market 17 grams of protein. 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and you can get yours today at Built.com. And when you go to checkout, make sure you use promo code LOCK15. That's going to get you 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCK15 gets you 15% off your next order at Built.com. And as we jump into the fourth quarter action of today's episode, Locked On Broncos, just want to say thank you to Broncos Country for your support of the show. Just want to give a couple shout-outs real quick to people who have left us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, C. Keith, JMP3Law, and P of RXP. Thank you so much for telling us why you listen to Locked On Broncos every day. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and you leave your Twitter handle in review, you will be automatically entered into contest giveaways. We are close to 5K subscribers on YouTube, so that means we're going to be doing a Broncos jersey giveaway, and so that will automatically enter you there so it also helps you expand the lockdown broncos podcast to a wider audience and it helps us grow the show so thank you for your support uh but sarah my friend let's get into the fourth quarter action on today's episode of the show we've talked about it the broncos have a couple of players they need to pay this season and off season in von miller Cortland sutton obviously guys but the Broncos need to pay Tim Patrick, in my opinion, and his stock has risen significantly. And all of a sudden now, he's getting national media attention, which I think is great from an undrafted guy. He deserves it. His level of play deserves it. But it's like, how come people have been sleeping on Tim Patrick? You can pay Corlin Sutton. You can pay Tim Patrick. And the reason why, in my opinion, Sarah, zero drops on over 106 targets. That dates back to week 13 of the 2019 NFL season. That is phenomenal production. And I put it on Twitter. It does not matter who the quarterback is. You throw it to Timmy P., He's going to come down with it. And I find myself often at times during broadcasts when I see him come up with a big catch and contest the coverage, I'm always yelling, that's Timmy P in these streets. The Broncos need to pay him, in my opinion. I'm with you on that. And I think what you just described is a player who has proven himself now to be QB proof. I mean, that, there's very few wide receivers in this league that can really claim that, that can say, hey, anybody who's throwing me the ball, I'm going to produce and I'm going to produce at a high level. So I think that that's where Tim Patrick has has really established and entrenched himself he's done he's proven that I mean heck one of his best catches that I've ever seen came on a throw from Cortland Sutton so we know that Tim Patrick and I believe that was probably close to the time that he had his last drop as well so 
that uh, this guy has has done everything right and you want to reward guys that do everything right and, and that obviously wasn't always what John Elway did that wasn't always the way he went about it and a lot of times you know John Elway was right for doing that he was right to let a lot of guys walk and and they had either short careers elsewhere or they didn't play nearly as well as they did in Denver so we saw John Elway get kind of proven right on a number of those occasions but look the Denver Broncos have now built what I believe to be a very strong locker room culture, and Tim Patrick is a major part of that. I think head head coach Vic Fangio has vouched for Tim Patrick more than almost any other player on the team in the last couple of years. He even went so far as to say as long as Tim Patrick's on this roster, he's never getting cut, so you don't have to even ask that question. And I think it speaks volumes to the fact that how far he's come, you know, talking about him as a potential roster cut all the way to now talking about extending his contract. I think it's great what he's done for the team. It's great the way that he's developed. He's been with the Broncos through the dark days. Now he's getting to be with them through a a nice winning streak. So I'm excited to see where his future will take him. And I hope it is in Denver. I loved what he said this week too. He says, I, you know, I'm, I'm undrafted. You know, I'm an undrafted guy. I'm built different. People don't give me the recognition because of that. He says, but, you know, even though I was an undrafted guy, the top corners that went that year, when you look at their tape and their bad tape, I was the reason because of it. I love that about Tim Patrick. He's such a hard cover because of his six foot five size. But not to mention, if you just throw the ball up to him, it doesn't matter. He understands leverage, I think, better than anybody else. Both he and Cortland Sutton together, they are a quarterback's wet dream, Sarah. And look, you have to lock him up if you're the Broncos, in my opinion. Yes, there's a lot of questions about, well, what about paying this guy? The salary cap is manageable, ladies and gentlemen. I think that George Payton, the Broncos, they're going to find a way to do that. So I think that that's one of the biggest reasons there. But I also think that another reason the Broncos need to extend him, the Broncos' current injury status right now at the position alone, I think cements the importance of locking up a guy like Tim Patrick because he's been so reliable. He has done literally everything that you have ever asked of him as an organization, and he's exceeded expectations year in and year out. Tim Patrick, well-deserving of a contract extension. And Broncos country, let us know in the comment section down below on YouTube if you agree with us as to whether or not Tim Patrick deserves an extension for the Denver Broncos. If you don't want to see him play elsewhere, the Broncos need to get him locked up or else you're going to be enjoying watching him with probably a really dang good quarterback in the near future on a very good team, potentially a Super Bowl contender, whoever that may be. But can Tim Patrick help the Broncos become a Super Bowl contender? Can he be a Super Bowl contending wide receiver? I think that the sky's the limit for Tim Patrick from undrafted to a potential star in the National Football League, the Broncos. They got to take care of it. But ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Just a reminder, it's available free and everywhere you get your podcast. Thank you for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. And for your second listen, go check out the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by Lee Sterling and your boy Q. If you want to get in on the action this weekend, you need to know who the best bet is, who to avoid, and the overall best lock pick is. They have you covered the Lockdown Bets podcast. But with that said, both Sarah and myself will be back tomorrow to go through our keys to victory and also players to watch and players who need to step up against the Baltimore Ravens. You get that on tomorrow's episode, Luck on Broncos.